All right. Welcome back to another weekly edition of Relatively Speaking, the podcast where all fandoms collide. This is Mr. MK. I'm Amanda. Pasta. I'm Katie. Thanks for having me back. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. That's right. Our special guest and um, we can almost call her, pretty much call her a member of the crew. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Up here so. episodes than I have. <laughs> I wonder. We'll have to figure I'm, that out. <laughs> if any of our listeners out there can go back and count the times that Pasta and Katie have appeared and tally that up, you can send it in a tweet to us at relatively underscore speaking, and uh, we will give out a special prize, Amanda. There are no prizes. We're a low-budget um, podcast right now, everybody, but just stick with us. We promise it'll get better. Um, but yes, everybody knows the format here. We start with everybody's corners of information, whether it be K-pop entertainment or various other things that we want to talk about. And after that, we'll go into our main topics for this week's edition of the show. So Amanda, I believe you have something for us in the K-pop corner. Um... Oh, not too much news has been going on. Um, This isn't really K-pop. I guess it's more like in the K-R&B world. Um, Mm. Golden, who was formerly G-Soul, has now switched back to his name of G-Soul. Because apparently fans pressured him and they preferred his original name. So, I don't know. It seems like he didn't really want to change it. And I'm like, why did you change it? I don't know. But... I mean, wow. fans talk about giving fans yeah. the power, huh? Yeah, I mean, they really value the fans over there, so that's probably why he he did it. But I don't know. I feel I feel personally, like, I don't know. I feel like he sold out his artistic integrity doing that, but that's just my opinion. I mean, I'm sure there there might be other reasons why he did it too, but it just what's your like theory? People said he didn't seem happy to change it, so I don't know. Wow. Yeah, but he's a really good artist, and he um, actually left Higher Music, which was Jay Park's other label, and I think he's going to start his own company, his own uh, label, so I'm looking forward to whatever he releases. He's just an amazing singer, so. Hmm. So do a lot of these guys just start labels to to start them and help other artists or is there something yeah. else for them? I mean, they do it a lot of times for creative freedom, creative control, because mm. when you sign with like a major agency, you kind of have to fall in line with what they want for you. And you might not be able to promote as often. You might ha- not have as many comebacks. So a lot of times they do it. So they have creative control. So, so they're like independent. I guess you could say, yeah. So, that was the only news I really had. Hmm. And I'm still kicking right. myself in the foot. Of, sorry, that I just Kicking started. yourself in the foot. Okay, kicking myself in wherever. I don't know. 
I'm kidding myself <laughs> because I've just started getting into Got Seven, and I told y'all last week they they left their entertainment company JYP, and I'm just totally just going back and listening to their music and just saying, "Oh my gosh, why didn't I listen to this?" So check out Got Seven's music; they're good. Is that a group? Yeah, it's a group. I might date myself here, but has anybody ever heard of S Club 7? Yes. I wonder if there's going to be a collaboration. Okay, no. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Amanda, for this week's update in the K-pop world. We appreciate it. Uh, Pasta, you have anything you want to tell the people out there for this week? Uh, this week I'm mad about Star vs. the Forces of Evil again. Uh Uh-oh. I know I'm not 14 anymore, but I still have (laughs) things to say (laughs) about this show that ended years ago. Uh, I understand that feeling. Go for it. You know, uh, sometimes you just end up re-watching a show that you used to like, and then you're like, man, I really hate this one part, but you can't really skip it because it's important. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, no, I get that. You just really don't want to watch it again. That's like yeah. all of like the last two seasons for me. Like, it's just it's really frustrating. Anyway, um, also, uh, Disenchanted season the next part part three came out on Friday, mm-hmm. and so did The Magicians the last season. And I'm debating whether I want to watch it or not because. I was happy with, like, the ending of, like, the last season, and I don't feel like ruining it. Hmm. I don't know. The Magicians. What network is that on? Uh, I don't know. Probably the CW. No, ah, it's yes. a little bit too good for the CW. Um, Ouch! <laughs> oh, whatever. No, actually, I agree. I don't like the CW there. I mean, no offense <laughs> to people that do out there. <laughs> We all know what Riverdale is like in every other CW show. Yes. Um. Oh, it's oh, it's the Sci-Fi Network. Sci-Fi. Sci-Fi. Oh, okay, Sci-Fi. Man, I haven't watched that channel in a while. Well, you usually don't watch that channel unless you have nothing better to do. <laughs> oh but, man, pasta with the haymakers today. I love it. It's the truth. I mean. Who actively watches the Sci-Fi Channel for original content? Not I. But the Magicians is is good. I don't know. I don't know if I can be like, yeah, go watch the Magicians because it's a little, it's a little edgy, mm. Mm. <laughs> and it kind of doesn't care if you understand or not. Is it like teenage edgy? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. It's, so it's like adult it's content. Like, yeah, it's like adult edgy, yeah. Whoa. I'm semi, semi-interested now. Hmm. It's just it's just a little bit adult. And they're magicians, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah, they're magicians. Uh-huh. They do magic stuff, but um, the show doesn't particularly care about explaining the magic system to you. You're just kind of along for the ride. And this show is still on air? Um, no, I think he just got canceled. Oh, thank good. I mean, oh, that's, well, I am sad to hear that, but if you're I not going to bother 
system of magic. I don't know if I'm in for it. Well, it just doesn't care if you understand or not. <laughs> See? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's uh, oof, that's kind of cringe to me. It's so weird because it's like weirdly in-depth. Like, it has like, it could be extremely fleshed out if it wanted to be, hmm. but it just like glosses over it. It's so weird. It's hard to explain. It's like, okay, so it's like if um they didn't really explain how, like, jutsu worked in Naruto, they just told you about, like, the different types of jutsu, and then left it at that. Oh, that wouldn't work. Ex- and then ex- didn't explain anything oh. about chakras. <laughs> no! <laughs> how many seasons was this show before it got canceled? Five. You are lying to me. I'm not. This lasted for five seasons? Yeah, and they're like really long episodes. Okay, I don't even want to bother with it. I'm just like, going to be frustrated. Just ended last year. I'm no, good. It's good. But... <laughs> it's... Yeah, like the thing is like the magic system is like really complex, but they just like, they're just not going to explain it to you. And you're like, why won't you tell me anything? Like there are disciplines and like circumstances and like, all like the hand magic is really complicated and like the hand movements like mm. are part of it. It's literally like it's literally like Naruto, but like a little bit more complicated, but also they just don't tell you anything. Um, I'm frustrated just listening to this synopsis I'm from you. Too, like you didn't even know. Anyway, the synopsis wow. of, the, of the story is that uh Quentin Coldwater uh is a like a weird guy you know what i mean like no friends kind of nerdy only reads book type you know Mm. Mm -hmm. he like hardcore believes in magic and all of his friends and family is just like can you please just focus and go to school and then he's like okay but then uh he gets kind of you know sucked into the whole main plot of magicians and stuff Mm. and meets some people at his new magic college (laughs) Oh, he's in college. You know, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, it's it's a it's a it's a show. It's a show. Sounds like it. Yeah. Uh, I'll get my magic fixed somewhere else then. Um, interesting. I know, but I need somebody to talk about it with me. <laughs> I might. I'll see no, if, no. if I can get through one episode and take it from there. I don't know if you're going to be able to just be like one episode and done. You got to gotta at least give it two. Two episodes. Magic. Okay, we'll see. I put it on the list. <laughs> oh, man, I know what that means. I put people like <laughs> stuff on my list, too. Hey, I, I mean, for the good, for the for the betterment of the show. In case there's any um, fans of this fringe series. Since it got canceled, but um, I'm... that was interesting. Anything else positive? Uh, let's see. Uh, no, I think I'm good. Alrighty, that was pasta's smorgasbord of a corner. We love it here. The smorgasbord is that Russian? Did I say it right? I feel like that's I'm German. not sure. German. There we go. 
Love our German fans. How many German fans do we have, Amanda? I don't know. Probably zero now, because you're butchering Ow. the language. I apologize. No, uh, I'm just kidding. I German don't... fans. It's yes. like less than 1%, probably. So I probably made it even smaller. I don't know. Ouch. Like All right. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, Kay, you have anything you want to share in a corner for this week? I don't think so. I can't think of anything. That's all right. We pretty much come up with this on the fly, except for Amanda. She's always prepared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I try. <laughs> okay. Well, I do have a little bit of information for all the Marvel fans out there. It looks like the leader of the MCU and everybody's favorite Captain America, Chris Evans, is set to return to the uh, MCU universe. Um, as, like I said, Captain America, Deadline reports in a move that is sure to rock the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Sources tell Deadline that Chris Evans is cleaning the dust off his Captain America attire as he's expected to reprise his role in some form. Um, and there's more about it. You can go on Deadline.com. They're kind of like, one of the main sources out there in Hollywood for reporting big news. Um, They reached out to Marvel, but they had no comment on the situation, probably because no deal has been put in ink yet. But uh, basically says how he might reprise his role is unclear and being worked out, but the options are unlimited since now they're doing the whole multiverse thing. And, I'm not sure how I feel about this. I thought it would be at least five years before there was talks of him coming back, but it seems, I don't want to say it cheapens how, you know, everything ended in Endgame, but man, they're jumping the gun with announcing this so soon, in my opinion. Uh, Yeah. You know what? Maybe it does cheapen it a little bit. But if they do it in a creative way that I can buy, perhaps they'll change my opinion on it. But that's where I stand right there with it for now. Uh, Amanda, how do you feel about that? About? A character that pretty much had his whole arc wrapped up at the end, you know, in that final movie, coming back so soon to the universe. About Captain America? Um, yeah. Um... I think it's about money. <laughs> you think it's about I mean, money? Yeah, that's how I look at it. You do the right, though. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, why else would you bring him back? I think they're looking at this uh, landscape of movies. Money for him or money for the No, Marvel money for production. Disney and, and oh. Marvel and all that. Okay, okay, now I want to hear what you think. Okay, go. I mean, I just think they want to get as many people watching and consuming their content, so Mm. I don't know. I don't know. So you're saying they don't have enough faith in their content, so they're bringing back old Reliable? Yes, that's what they always do. It's Disney. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) Uh, Just look at all those reboots. Mm -hmm. Oh, Come on. We know the game. 
But are we reboot bashing again? But see, what was that? Are we reboot bashing again? <laughs> Perhaps. Well, but see, but yeah, I guess. And at the end of Endgame, they, he gave it off to, you know, Sam Wilson. Played by yeah, Anthony I mean, that Mackie was the perfect be, conclusion. It doesn't make he's, sense. He's getting his own show now, too, on Disney Plus. So, yeah, that's why I'm. I hope. Make it make sense. That's all I got to say. <laughs> they can't be just, you know. I would hate for them to bring him back and then Sam is not, you know, his character's devalued. If again. COVID didn't happen, they wouldn't be doing this. Really? Well, why do you think COVID has? Okay, I need more. I need more insight. Because man. they're not able to get into that market of uh, people going to the theaters and stuff. Like, so they're just trying to do every little thing they can to get people still, I guess, invested. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, Disney has been kind of nickel and diming us, being like, "Oh yeah, we'll release the movie, but cough up an extra like thirty bucks to see it on the app." Are you already paid for yeah, video? see, <laughs> and that's where HBO Max, I got to give them credit, even though that Wonder Woman movie was absolute, utter garbage and trash that should be burnt, you know, somewhere in a downtown dumpster. They did it the right way by including it, you know, with the app. If you purchase a subscription, you're set and you don't have to buy the movie separately. I do not understand why Disney did that with Mulan. That was just, that was horrible. I think they've been and doing then, other movies too. I think like Soul, you had to pay yep. for it. Yeah. Well, see now it's I think I think it's free now, but at first I think you had to, yeah. So they lessened the window, but it still makes no sense to like do that. Because if we have your app, dude, why would we want to pay again? Uh, because they want more money. Oh well. Yeah. Plus, they lost all that. They're butthurt because they had their first loss in, like, years because their parks were closed. Yeah, that's hurting them really bad, I hear. No, it's not. They're just being overdramatic. They literally fell down and scraped their knee, and now they're crying bloody mirror. Like, chill out. Yeah. yeah, they are a multi-billion dollar company, so I'm sure they'll recoup the money. Um, but back to the whole Marvel thing. So Amanda thinks it's all. Anybody else have a different opinion than Amanda's, or um, we pretty much all the same. But I think that when characters finish up their arcs, what usually ends up happening is that they become character uh, comic relief. And if you think about it, Steve does have the potential because he's basically an old man running around, not knowing what anything is, and so they could like. Have him, you know, play old man confused for comedy. That's usually. Well, I think that's that's interesting. (laughs) I think that'll be part of it. But I've also heard a rumor. I don't know if it's true that they'll bring him back from another timeline, along with other Captain Americas as well. Oh gosh! So, like, and the rumor is that they're getting like, because back, you know, when they when they audition for movies you know they get different actors so what i've been hearing is they're gonna get some of the guys that were set to originally play captain america to play the different timelines one of them was john krasinski another one was the guy that um what's the main character in supernatural that actor's name 
<laughs> His last name is Ackles. Uh, so he's going to be one of the Jensen Ackles. Yeah, he's one of the Captain Americas, uh, allegedly. I just, uh, I hope this works out. I don't know what it's going to be, but uh, it, it sounds interesting and ambitious. I'll say that much. Can we talk about why you don't like the new Wonder Woman? Oh, uh, we'll save that for the end. <laughs> oh, okay. I, just, um, I only got to see half of it, but Brian was whining throughout the entire thing. And I don't understand what the big deal is. It's just a standard, like, kind of meh movie. <laughs> it's it's not anything to hate that bad. Did you but... see the first one? Yeah, dude. I cried. I was emotional. I That's why the bar was set so high for the first one to me. The second one felt like a major I mean, major letdown. But they still had all the same motifs going for it. You know, it was like um the story was consistent. There's a good word for that, but I'm blanking really hard right now. Anyway, Everything was internally consistent with what they were trying to do. And maybe it wasn't executed perfectly, but I think they had the right idea and their heart was in the right place. So I'm giving them credit for trying. <laughs> so is that the equivalent of a participation award? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Meh. <laughs> I just, I mean... Uh, I I guess I am because w- there's just so many things I could say. I'll sum it up like this. When I hear that you fired one of the comic book creators that you had help you craft the first movie because you felt your vision was far superior for the sequel, uh, I just... Oh, I didn't know any of the behind-the-scenes drama. That sounds funny, though. Ooh, yeah. I love arrogance. It's so funny. Makes me think yeah. of... <laughs> and then like all it was two 80s and i heard Warner brothers wanted to cut out some of the 80s um themes in it but the director she wanted to keep it in there even though it didn't really serve the story in aesthetic <sighs> but if it doesn't serve the purpose okay okay we're getting too deep um we're gonna we're gonna move we'll save this for another day i promise pasta um all right so that's going to wrap it up for my little corner of entertainment news for the week, everybody. So now we're going to move on into our first main topic of the week. Amanda, what is our first main to- topic? Um, well, this one was one that uh, Pasta actually thought about like weeks ago or months ago. I forgot when it was, but... Oh. Um, your favorite video game soundtrack. Whoa. Yeah. So think about all the soundtracks you've heard from video games. Jeez Louise, that's deep. Which is your favorite? Uh. Like a hard. You know what? I'm laying I'm laying it down. It's Undertale. I'm sorry. I gotta hmm. I gotta be that person. It's Undertale. Elaborate. What do you mean, Toby Fox? Did a wonderful job com- single-handedly component- composing one of the most iconic soundtracks to date. Do you know how viral Undertale is? Like, that was a phenomenon. Like, and it was because 
that not only was the gameplay and the story was good, but the music was good. It still has all like the influence of like Earthbound, which also has an amazing soundtrack. I just think mm. that it was a project crafted with love, and you know, it was an important part of some people's development. <laughs> I mean, and um, <laughs> you know, like you can blubber on about Pikmin or like Zelda. I don't care. You're wrong. <laughs> Toby, Fox, Toby Fox really knew what he was doing. Fuck you. Tossed <laughs> <laughs> oh, him with the F bomb. America and everyone around the world that wasn't I, ready for it. I stand by this statement. I don't care what anybody says. You can't shame me. All right, give us a little background about the um about the game for our viewers. I mean for our listeners that may not know. Um well Undertale personally is a game that you should go into not knowing anything about. It's one of mm. those games, but it's it was kind of impossible not to know anything about it at one point. Like, you could not be spoiled because it was everywhere. But I think nowadays it might be a little bit easier to just kind of ex- let yourself experience the gameplay. So you kind of standard RPG, um, mm-hmm. silliness, you're a human, you land in the underground monster world. And you are in this setting. And, you know, you can do RPG things like fight or act or, you know. Um, Mm. And it has, like, some bullet hell influence, you know. Interesting, interesting. Okay. Um, Is there a particular particular, um, theme that sticks out to you in your head that you... Might want to sing or hum right now? No, I don't do oh. that. Um, okay. But um, the opening is very iconic because it the motif is still there throughout the game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can hear it best if you listen to, like, one of the orchestral arrangements that people have done where um, everything still has the same, like, um, the same kind of sound, but it's all tweaked because... Toby uses, like, a limited amount of notes and chords in order to have, like, the same feel throughout the music. And some of the songs are just straight-up remixes of each other. But they're done in such oh. a way that, like, they still feel fresh. It's just very cohesive. Wow. Okay, that was very in-depth review. Uh, great okay. job, Pasta, on convincing the people out there, too. I'm Go Check ready. out Undertale. <laughs> born ready born ready absolutely so we got pasta's pick right there um who would like to go next um uh, go oh, ahead okay. okay can you guys still hear me okay <laughs> yes we can yes. all right um i don't play a lot of video games and the ones i do the original soundtracks don't stick out to me that much um mm. Oh yeah, but um, I'm gonna say L.A. Noir, I guess, because um, like I just want to drive around and listen to the radio in the car, <laughs> like uh, okay. the '50s, like fun, silly, early rock songs. Like I don't know, <laughs> like every time the partner starts talking to you about the plot points, I'm like, shut up about the Black Dahlia. I want to listen to Ain't Nobody Here But Us Chickens. Like, <laughs> and like the, the old time you like radio jingles I love those like that is one of the games I love like just driving around in the car and listening to the radio one of awesome it's cool 
I didn't know this was a real game. I've only seen memes of it. <laughs> yeah, it's real. I haven't finished it yet because. Oh my god! It's press X to doubt. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's really yeah. good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look into mm-hmm. it. Katie, awesome. I think you'd like awesome. Sam and Max. Come join me in Sam and Max okay. hell. <laughs> I have all the DVDs now. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to check that one out too. I've heard about that one. For me. Remember, I had yes. never stopped talking yeah. about it? Also from a place <laughs> as well, so yeah, I might have to check that out. Yeah, it's a good mm-hmm. time. Awesome. Cool, cool, cool. All right, uh, Amanda? Um, well, I'm just going to go with what I've been listening to uh, recently. It's just Animal Crossing music. I feel like it's, it's like up there with, especially like City Folk and like the Mm -hmm. original Animal Crossing game on the GameCube. I don't know. It's just like. Population growing. Yeah. It's, um. I don't know, they have, like, different, like, moods and themes for, like, the morning and the afternoon and the evening. Like, it gets kind of chill and stuff in the evening. It's just, I don't know, they, they know what they're doing with that background music. So. Have you heard the New Leaf soundtrack yet? New Leaf? No, I haven't. I have a lot of nostalgia for it, so I don't actually know if it's, like, it, if it's up to the standards of, like, city folk or population growing. But I mm-hmm. personally really enjoy it. It's like the chillest of the soundtracks. Like it doesn't have some of like the like the funk that you can get from Population Growing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is still nice. Yeah. And What's I your favorite. Oh, uh, sorry. Wait, which game had my favorite music or which? Yeah. Like between mm-hmm. the two. I'm going to have to go with the first one. Fair. Yeah. That's interrupting. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. Just that that was the first exposure. And it was just when I compare it to the other ones, like especially in like New Horizons, I'm like, I barely even noticed the music. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. that's not good. <laughs> I should be able to feel like I like what I'm listening to when I'm playing. But I don't know. The first one's just superior, I guess. Yeah, I don't like how they um they time lock the music. Well, they put it under their progression. Mm-hmm. And also the music kind of like meh for me. Mm-hmm. Because, well, except for that, uh, I think it's like the 2 a.m. music. It's, <laughs> but it's like so weird that like it feels, it feels like it has the same feel as everything else. I'm just talking on everybody's spots. Oh, no, okay. you're good. <laughs> you're good. That's what we want. Oh. <laughs> I just... I don't know. There's something about it that it's probably because it's so island themed mm-hmm. and you like the cozy t- small town feeling. True. Which is a thing that's kind of been bothering me. Because hmm. I'm like, man, I just want to play in a little town with my with my silly little villagers who have more than a cardboard personality. <laughs> Speaking of the personalities, I feel like they've they've gotten less interesting. Like. Definitely. The first Animal Ooh. Crossing, like, they were savage. Like, if you didn't do the right thing, what's wrong with you? Oh, my gosh, you're so hot. Like, they you were amazing. 
I think I have a theory on that. What they got complaints? That and they're probably just probably you know because like it's more popular now. Kids are into it, so they probably have to be a little bit more politically correct with stuff. Perhaps, perhaps. So that it won't feel like you know hurting someone's feelings. I've heard a really good theory that it has to do with the the way the game design is going. Mm-hmm. So for right now, Nintendo, I'm just parroting what I've heard. Please don't take this as me being like, I have galaxy brain and I figured it out. No, somebody else put on their tinfoil hat and figured this out, and I agree with them. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> um, basically what they were saying is that Nintendo has gone in a direction where they want you to keep playing the game because you like playing the game and it's fun. So, like, uh, do you guys remember Mario Odyssey where, like, there's a whole bunch of moons and some of them are, like, really weird and difficult. But it's, um, and, like, you know, it's a pain to, like, collect them all. But the point of the game isn't to collect them all. You just have, like, a certain goal, but you don't have to get every single one in order to progress. Like, no content is really locked behind it. Like, their design mm. philosophy has shifted to where it's not about, like, um, RPG style where, like, um, the more you play the game, the more you can upgrade and the more points you get, you know? It's you start right. off as one person and you end the game as the same person. Who's just you know, um, you know, gone through a journey, but you're still you like at the end. So at the end of like Paper Mario, you're still the same. Like Mario, you still have all the same move sets. Like you didn't gain anything. You just <laughs> you just Dang. progress further in the story. So basically, what happens with Animal Crossing is that you're still the same person that you are at the end like um and so it's also open-ended where like you're just playing the game because you feel like playing the game and you get to stop whenever you feel like stopping true <laughs> so they basically started to prioritize you know all the customization stuff so they didn't want the villagers to get in the way of that aspect of it so like mm. say you have like a villager that you know is sassing you but like you don't have, like, the free will to, like, kick them out, you know, like, on command. You kind of have to wait it out. You can hit stuff. them, though, and they'll move. I mean, kind of. <laughs> like, um, you can hit them with the net. I don't know, because um, people stop data mining Animal Crossing, so mm. I actually don't know any of its mm. internal functions, and I don't know yeah. if the net hitting actually works. That's been, like, a rumor for so long. I don't know. It probably doesn't. I know it worked in City Folk, but... I don't know. Animal Crossing New Horizons has like old wild wild west rumors floating around. <laughs> like 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 there's a um a Mewtwo under the truck and like Pokemon kind of rumors. Mm. Like oh god. There's just no there's no info on it. Like <laughs> because That's it's just, funny. Yeah, it's really bad. Like we don't have any information on this game and it's killing us. Anyway, um I kind of lost the thread a little bit. But the reason why the villagers, well, supposedly are so cookie cutter is because they'd get in the way of the gameplay if they were too, if they stood out too much, you know, they're mm-hmm. kind of just a part of your accessories and that's what they're meant to be. Well, dang. <laughs> but see, it's, that game's supposed to be like, it's supposed to feel like a slice of life. And I feel yeah. like taking away that individuality from the, 
even if they are AI or whatever, it just kind of cheapens the experience. It does. From I what you described. My goodness. And if they're doing that in Mario, then how long is that model going to work? Because that doesn't sound like a I successful mean, recipe to me. The re- uh, one of the big reasons, I think, is because Breath of the Wild was so successful. You know? Oh, right. And so it has that same design philosophy. Play the game as much as you want until you're finished with it. You know, there's like a gigantic amount of Korok seeds, but the only thing you get for collecting them all is a giant poop. Like, you get Jeez. nothing. You know, they're uh... not rewarding you for collecting things, really. They're just like, you can keep going if you want, but there's nothing here after a certain point. And so That sounds like zero payoff. I don't like that. Well, that's because you play, like, the Spider-Man games and, like, have, like, skill-free <laughs> branches and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Oh, man. Those kind of games don't jive with me because um, I don't like having to make choices like that. It's, oh, I understand. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it gets it's, overwhelming for me. It can be. It, no, trust me. I, I understand what you mean. Yeah. In, like... I feel bad being part of the demographic they're directly appealing to. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. But it, it does help for, you know, newcomers and, like, people who are just getting into things to have stuff mm-hmm. like that. But it does affect the gamer base who have been there for a long time, you know. Wow. That was very in-depth. Uh, thank you again, Pasta. <laughs> You're welcome. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Amanda, anything else you want to add? Nope. All right. I guess we can move on to main topic number Wait, two. Wait, Matt, you didn't say yours. What? Oh, oh God, me. Uh, uh, no. Um, I guess for favorite soundtrack. And don't yeah. stick to me first, because I. Um, I guess it's funny that Pasta bought up the. I think I said she said Spider Man, but the first mm-hmm. one I uh, really liked was the Batman Arkham Asylum. Um world uh music uh it was very good because it came out around the time that the whole dark knight trilogy was really hot so i was like let me try this out and the music really carried the game um when i go back and think about it it was like the perfect mix of um the danny elfman sort of themes and the Hans zimmer themes from the dark knight but it still really stood on its own and the strings are epic um the shifting you know tones from one scene to the next was good and even just you know going around gotham as batman it made you really feel like you were the character even though that sounds a little silly but no 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 (laughs) yeah it just made you feel part of the universe i felt and they did a great job with pretty much every single track and convincing me I was the Dark Knight. I am Batman. Oh, gosh. I like the energy. Batman Beyond. Actually, I have a whole other thought on, on that series, but we'll save that for another day, too. Uh, Batman Beyond. All right, We're Amanda. So That'll do it for me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was inside. Um... What is uh, main topic number two? All right. So this is one that um, Katie and I were kind of talking about. Ah. But, um, 
an interest or interest that you've kind of developed during, you know, the quarantine and how we've kind of been staying in a lot. So what's something that you've really been interested in and kind of, I don't know, glued in on? Hyperfixate. More so. Yeah. Hyperfixate. The only thing I do ever. Interesting. Interesting. But you guys already know mine. (laughs) Well, save it for the audience. What do you mean? Oh. Well, the thing I got into at the beginning of quarantine is Sam and Max. And then I didn't stop thinking about Sam and Max for a long time. <laughs> and then, oh, my goodness. Yeah, like, and then I, like, did a rewatch, and I was, like, I had, like, rose-tinted glasses. Like, I was not seeing some things that I see now, and I'm just like, oh, boy, what did I get into? Yeah, no, I understand. You just, you know, when you just get like excited when you're diving into something new and you're like, this is so great. And I like this thing. And you, like, yeah. on the wrong part of it, you're just like so determined on this one aspect that you kind of miss all the red, weird red flags. Because, you know, <laughs> when you're wearing rose tinted glasses, red flags <laughs> just look like flags. You know what's ironic right here, Pasta? You, you kind of describe in human relationships. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I have human relationships with all of my interests. And see, and that's, you know what? And that's what makes it enjoyable at first, I'd say. And, that, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's yeah. awesome. Sometimes, though, reality hits you like a ton of bricks. And it a just Mac makes truck. me so mad because it's like the thing I liked about this thing isn't even the. And anyway, I guess I'm done. I don't. <laughs> no, no. Elaborate a little bit further. What shifted your perspective? Okay, so when I got into Sam and Max, I was in love with the duo, the dynamic, the comedy, like the delivery of lines in every iteration of them. I still found myself enjoying the banter and like these two characters together. Um, okay. And so that kind of made me have like a weird kind of like relationship with how I was viewing, viewing the media versus how it was meant to be viewed. <laughs> Quote, okay. unquote, I don't fucking death the author. I don't care. Um, <laughs> um I don't care what authors intend most of the time because I get out of the writing whatever I get out of it and people just have to deal with my insane rambling, you know, because <laughs> I'm one of those people like I literally am with the English teacher and I'm like, yeah, there's symbolism in this book and I think there's undertones. <laughs> I'm one of those people and it's really annoying, but it's a part of my personality and everybody just has to deal with that. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Anyway, so I was seeing things that weren't, you know, meant to be seen. And like the source material was directly fighting me on it, but I was just kind of ignoring it because I was too fixated on what I wanted to be fixated on. And then I kind of went off and did my own thing for a while. I wasn't really taking a break. I was just making separate content. And then I came back and reviewed everything and I was like, this kind of sucks. Like, for me personally, it's not bad media. It's just not the media that I wanted it to be when I came back. Understandable. 
I just, it is understandable. I just wish I had the nostalgia to make me feel better, but it's too new. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You know how you can like watch one of those terrible Disney movies, like Jesus. <laughs> um, sorry. In like the the house that was alive or whatever, and you're like, yeah, this is a good smart movie. house. Yeah, smart house. You can watch smart <laughs> house. Be like. Yeah, I love this movie. But then anybody else who watches it for the first time when they're like 20 is like, what are you talking about? This movie is literally the worst. And <laughs> Yeah, I understand that that vibe. Yeah. It's like that, <laughs> except I'm both the bright-eyed kid and the stuffy adult. Yeah, you're going to eventually find that happy medium. Or you'll be one or the other. Uh... It happens with a H. Trust <sighs> me. All right. So we got pastas there. Uh, who would like to go next? Um, I can go again. Uh, <laughs> um, like yeah. I've, I've talked before on here about how horror like brings my anxiety levels down usually, weirdly. Um, but that hasn't been working for me. <laughs> I love it. I cannot imagine Uh-oh. why, um, but every time <laughs> I've been trying to watch a horror thing, I'm like, nope, can't do it right now. Um, but for the past yeah. several months, um, I've been like, <laughs> um, just obsessed with like monster boyfriend tropes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Elaborate. Water <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Cassidy? Yeah, yes. paper water. Oh, <laughs> it's time. Yeah. So like it's it's just been a loop of Phantom of the Opera, Vampire, and Beauty and the Beast, yeah. and that's it. That's all I've been consuming for months. <laughs> and it's interesting. A interesting. I feel like I could psychoanalyze <laughs> you right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of feel like, yep, that's yeah, that tracks. Yeah. You used a very nice term for what that actually is. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, monster <Yeah>. boyfriend. <laughs> That's a very yeah. nice way to put it. The beast and bell. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it's. Hmm? I think. Oh yeah, no! It's you just, can go. Oh gosh, it's like I'm. I'm finding like all these weird things, like. I've watched like a bunch of Phantom of the Opera adaptations. I just got finished watching the Wishbone episode. Um, there's an <laughs> Italian miniseries of Beauty and the Beast I found where he's not a monster. He just he's just fan of, of the opera, and it's Beauty and the Beast, mm-hmm. and it's it's three hours long. And I was like, well, my attention span isn't what it used to be. I'll just watch some. I watched three hours in one sitting. Like I, it's the only oh. thing I can focus on right now, and it's it's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're vibing. Yeah, I know. Just let it happen. Have... <laughs> love it, love it. And then come back and like rant about it. You just like bust out like one of those big yes. cork boards and have like the red start going crazy. <laughs> oh, never mind. What was that? Ooh, is this about to turn into a horror podcast? 
All right. <laughs> what if we did turn this into a horror podcast? Like, all of a sudden, like, we just completely flip-flopped. I think that'd be fun for, like, a Halloween episode. Yeah, yeah. that would be interesting. <laughs> the enthusiasm is <laughs> outstanding. Oh, I'm back, you guys. Uh, what I miss? Nothing. For real? Yeah, I was just making conversation. I was just like, that kind of felt like a horror kind of podcast cut, you know, where suddenly like there's just a loud noise and somebody goes silent and we're all like, oh, what happened? <laughs> and then I was like, that sounds like a Halloween episode. Hmm. We'll save it for our Halloween 2021 episode then. Maybe we'll make that one a Zoom episode and we can dress oh, no, up. We huh? We won't. That's not happening. You can put on a mask. Matt, you know I hardly ever disagree with your stupid ideas, but this one I have to put my foot down. No! That's going to be a no for me, dog. I'm crying. I'm crying. <laughs> I'm sorry for the noise in the background. Ali is just having a lot of fun. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear it. <laughs> All right, Amanda, you're up next. Um, I don't know. I haven't really gotten any, like, I haven't really hyper fixated on anything new that I haven't already been hyper fixating on. Um, Fruits basket? Yeah, I've been catching up with Fruits basket. Um. So that's been fun. Um, I'll probably reread the manga too at some point, but I was starting to reread Sailor Moon, the manga again. Um, please, can you please explain it to me? I just, <laughs> I need an explanation one day. I don't understand at all. I'll do an explain Sailor Moon uh, topic one day. Give a synopsis, man. I mean, like, the basic premise of it? Yeah, it's a synopsis. Magical Girl. Yeah, it's Magical Girl um, anime. It's Usagi Sakino is the main character. She, um, you know, she just lives a normal, average life. She's, like, I think 14 at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Um, and one day, a cat named Luna visits her and says, guess what? You're a sailor guardian. You have to save the world. And she's like a huge crybaby. She doesn't want to do it. Um, and then along the way, she meets, <laughs> you know, this guy. He goes on to be Tuxedo Mask, who her, is her, like, long-lost love, because, like, they're reincarnated from Silver Millennium, which is, like, the past, and they were reincarnated on Earth. And um, she meets all of her other Guardians, uh, Mercury, Mars, Venus, Jupiter. Um, and then there's other Question. ones. And then it's like fighting evil, saving the world. Yeah. Question. <laughs> Question. Yeah. Question. Yes. So, are, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, are her guardians supposed to be like her sisters? No, they're basically like her her backup even though she really doesn't need backup because she's like very powerful um 
She's OP. Is it one of yeah. those things where they, it's a friend circle yeah. that keeps get, getting reincarnated into the same friend circle over and over again? Perhaps. Mm. Yeah, and I think they were reincarnated because, like, like the story, like, her, Didn't her mom it? had to, like, save the kingdom, and that's why she, like, something happened. I, I, I gotta look up the origins. There's this good uh, website slash blog that really explains a lot of it but um and you haven't linked me yet it's called tuxedo <laughs> unmasked i'll send you the uh the link but um because... yeah it's okay. it's cool my understanding is a little bit different so i got all the usagi stuff except i knew her as serena oh, for a while that see i'm, telling, all you I know the, I'm telling you the straight up japanese story yeah yeah I, of course, I was introduced to it as that's Sarita and uh, Tuxedo Mask. His name is Darian. Oh no, that is how yeah. I was that's introduced right. to that's it right. as well. And that's America, baby. My mind was blown when I realized I was lied to. So um, sometimes yeah, switch up their names. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like sometimes I'll call her Usagi, and then sometimes I'll be like, "Yeah, that's Sarita." And then I think of the old lady voice. Yeah, <laughs> she had like three different voice actors when it originally came out so yeah i mean there's so many different versions of this story not even funny um yeah which makes it confusing for me anyway um i've seen a little bit of the new show i know that you were talking about it when it was coming Mm -hmm. out and i kind of looked into it but i gotta say they did a really weird job with it animation i guess yeah. yeah, I definitely prefer the older mm-hmm. style. This it's just because the characters are colored so bright, and so is the background. So everything starts to look like neon, like bleh, you know. Yeah, and it's like I miss the softer, like '90s palette. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, you definitely can watch it for different reasons. Like if you just want to have fun and watch Sailor Moon, I'd say watch the '90s version. But if you if you want like something that's more true to the manga i'd say watch crystal if you can get past the animation so Mm. oh so you agree it's weird i mean i can see especially with the first two seasons i prefer the third season and then the latest one they did a movie version of the fourth season and i prefer this animation more than the first two of crystal but i mean to me i don't really care because i'm i've been deprived of this forever i'm just glad oh, to yeah. see anything so but i get it yeah yes <laughs> i get that it's just because i have like weird nostalgia for it so i'm like i like the old dirty palettes better no yeah i <laughs> do too. i don't like i love that style yeah it's just too bright for me and that's like a problem for me when mm. i'm watching like modern anime mm-hmm. where it's just, like, the color palettes hurt my eyes mm. please one piece is changing <laughs> I know, I know. It's making me so upset. I think it looks good. I mean, yes, kind of. Sometimes it looks really good. Like, One Piece has actually changed for the better because they had a moment where, like, it looked really weird and, like, everybody's color palettes were way too saturated. But they kind of found a happy medium in this new arc, in the Wano arc, where, like, the style is um, closer to the manga and, like, the color palettes are definitely, like, more turned toned down. Um, but I don't know. I have 
you know, I just, I'm weird about it. Is One Piece ever going to end? Sorry to diverge. I mean, goodness gracious. Um, no, I love talking about One Piece. Also, yes. Okay, so Oda has changed what he said over the years a lot. But apparently, One Piece is like more than halfway over already. That still is not a clear indicator of when it's going to end. I know. I know. <laughs> what does more than halfway done mean? For something that's been running for 23 years. Please, I don't know. Otis Sensei refuses to elaborate. He sure does, but he's made... Oof, he's, he's done it all. He, he's brilliant. I love that man. Yeah, I still hope somebody can beat him brilliant. one day, though. Why? He's got to be beat at least once in sales. Uh, but he's such a... He's so good at crafting characters... And like building worlds, yes. And you know, his character design's a little bit off, but what they lack in good design, they make up for. In and anatomy. They have adventurer spirit, you know. They do. They do. I still think at least one time before it's all said and done, I think a certain title is going to beat them in sales for one issue. Are you going to? Are you going to say? Hmm? Are you gonna say um, God, what's the name of it? Hero something? He, my my Oh, hero. stop playing. Stop being coy. You know what it is. <laughs> no, I'm not being coy. It's, I've literally it's been so long for me since I've been interested in that. All right. I'll like, take your I word for it. High school. But yeah, I think he has. Like, nobody talks about it anymore. Well, except for like Weaboos. Hello. But um, yeah, <laughs> it is what I think at least one time, just based on his art style. I think he can. I think he can do something amazing. Push- does have a good art style. Wait, is that his yep. name? See, you didn't forget. You oh, yeah. didn't forget. I know some stuff, but that's only because I was hardcore for a little I bit. I know, right? <laughs> I just His art makes me keep coming back because I'm like, wow. Yeah, and he just keeps improving so his much. His anatomy is so sound. People don't realize it, but that's just, this is deep insider baseball stuff. Let me get back on topic. Oh, sorry. <laughs> My bad. I know. I'm all off topic. It's been a while since anybody's let me talk about something that's not work related <laughs> or like strictly like. Oh, yeah. You gotta get it out. You gotta get it out. <laughs> yeah, this is where I get it out, and I've been depriving myself of it for a while. Also, I have to go to bed. Soon, oh, yeah. But... <laughs> okay, right. Okay, let me go then. Um, no, you're, you're what fine. What's the question? I'll just sleep whenever. Uh, interest I'm you've so... gotten into um, hyperfixating, oh. you know. Hyper fixating. Well, you know, in the beginning, it was exercise, but that died off really quickly. Um, let's see. But as far as entertainment goes, lately, since I kind of downloaded HBO Max for the free trial, finally got to watch Young Justice again, which is a DC show about the young superheroes and Robin. Yeah, yeah, Robin slash Night. Wait, you know you you've watched this before, Cassidy? Dude, I peeped it. What? Like all the seasons or just like No, not all the seasons. I've only had a taste, but I know that if I watch any more than I already have, I'm going to be dying like it'll be my new obsession and I'm like I can't afford that right now. I have to stay focused. Yeah, well, look, it it is definitely I'm there. I'm definitely man, oh man. Well, I'll say this. Season three was definitely <laughs> a tonal shift because, you know, they got to deal with HBO Max. The series got canceled mm. in 2012, quote unquote, but fan yep. outcry was so huge. 
I was part of that. I like to think I helped him bringing it back, signing petitions all over the internet. But anyway, yeah. Oh <laughs> no, I'm like I, I can't take credit for that. But yeah, it's. Well, you can help. You're part of it. <laughs> no, but it came back last Ew. year. No, like not last year. What is it? 2021. It came back in 2019. I think. Okay. I forget, but yes, yeah, it was so they kind of went overboard with the blood and the gore a little bit. I'm like, all right, we get it. It's not a kids' kids show, but the story is still sound. And yeah, pasta, you definitely need to watch it. It's going to become your obsession. Oh yeah, for sure. Sorry, I zoned out for like half a second. Happens to me all the time. It's really bad when I'm at work and it's like focus. <laughs> oh yeah, because you gotta you gotta be like super focused for that stuff. Yeah, and I'm never like it's so bad. I wish they didn't ask me to do like seventy things and be like, "Yep, this is just your one position. Now do everything else." Yeah. <laughs> well, you work for a mega company, so. Their expectations are not going to be light. We can talk about it after a podcast. <laughs> oh, yes. Sorry. <clears throat> but yes, Bet the Injustice. Yeah, they do a little bit of everything in the show. It's kind of a cross-generational sort of series. Like, if you, if you know the DC characters, like your Batman and Superman, it's not really about them. It's about their protégés. And the outside, like the main storylines for those characters are referenced but it's not like a plot point of the series. They get their their own storylines and plots that, you know, deviate away from what most people know about. So I guess you could say the series is a little insider baseball, if that's the reference to use for this. Um, but you get a little bit of every, every character. Uh, I wish they'd do more of My Girl Rocket. And uh, stat, they've done. They start doing more static and icon. They're from Milestone Comics. They're like the. I hate to say it, like they're like the black version DC character superheroes who eventually merge with DC. But like they're awesome characters on their own, and I think they need their own, you know, original series for themselves. But anywho. Uh, great series go check it out to all the fans out there or listeners of our show and yeah that's been my obsession lately amanda what is our bonus topic okay so just a quick bonus topic um do you think that filler episodes can ruin a series. And this can be any oh. show. God. No. So. Huh? Opinion. My answer. Okay. Explain. Okay. Do you, ha- you, you've never been at the bottom of the content <laughs> barrel and you have nothing left. There is no more content. So you know what? You go back and you watch that episode. And you come out and you're a better person for it because you don't know what it's like, okay? And also, there's some legitimately good filler content out there, okay? I'm not talking about your Naruto's. Oh, God, no. 
No. Yeah. Well, I mean, that helps if you like really, really got it bad, and you're like you're just like, I wish Naruto would do anything but be a Naruto, and then you watch like a Kiba episode, and you're like, oh yeah, these characters <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you feel a little bit better because it's kind of a breather from all the weird Sasuke Naruto drama. But you know what? I will speak no more about because I know Matt's not going to like what I have to say. Hey, I'm <laughs> open to criticism. Go for it. No, you're good. Anyway, <laughs> I'm good. All I'm, saying, all I'm saying is that sometimes you got to do what you got to do to get your fix. And that means watching that weird episode that you've been avoiding like the plague because at least it has one of the characters you like for two minutes. True, true. And sometimes the plots get really weird and it's fever dreamy oh. and it hits all the weirdness notes, okay? Hmm. Sometimes it be like that. I can't even say you're wrong. I can't even say you're wrong. Gosh. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I detect no lies. Yeah. Also, they exist for like production reasons, you know? <laughs> That too. Sometimes you just gotta churn out something while stuff is getting sorted out. Mm-hmm. True that, my friend. True that indeed. What do you think, yeah, Katie? I mean, I guess they can ruin the show, but if the show was good enough, one episode shouldn't be enough to sink it. And right, like, I, yeah, I mean, we could all use filler episodes sometimes. Like, yeah, what Cassidy said about sometimes you need a breather, and you know this is absurd. <laughs> never gonna come mm. up again but you just need a break between the drama and the major plot lines mm-hmm. so I kind of like filler episodes because yeah. Uh, yeah I, I want okay so go for it yeah team filler one of the vampire garbage things I've been watching is a mid-2000s Canadian cop drama where they're consulting oh. vampire who's a comic book artist, and he's also Henry VIII's bastard son. What the- <laughs> Fascinating. So good. So good. I love that. <laughs> I just love that breakdown that, of, of what, what this is. is. That is amazing. And it's available for free. You can find it. Um, I'm enjoying it a lot so far. So one of the last episodes I watched was about Medusa. Cool. And I had a long day at work, and I was like, I can't handle anything, like, heavy right now. Um, Medusa running a nightclub, and I was like, and even compared to, like, the silliness level of this show, this was like, I know this has nothing to do with anything, and it's never going to come up again, and it hasn't. Um, But I was like, sure, I'll watch them behead Medusa, who runs a nightclub. What? Welcome to the dark side. We don't have anything except for filler content. <laughs> like, this is a show made of filler content, and I'm loving it. Hey. <laughs> what say you, Amanda? Will you join the rest of us? Uh, I don't know. I feel like there's a good and a bad side to filler. The good side is you can get more um, content from characters that you might not see as much in the main story. Uh, they kind of deviate sometimes, and it almost feels like fan fiction, um, yeah. <laughs> which is kind of cool. And then, yeah, so I like that part of it. But then sometimes it could just be run into the ground, like especially with 
you know, the Naruto filler we've seen. <laughs> Didn't it kind of ruin Bleach? Please don't mention this. Don't see. I was having a good evening. Uh, I was just, and then you bought up. You bought up a sore spot for me. That's the first thing I think of. But um, so yeah, I don't like filler arcs. I've seen that a lot. I'm sad. Like. Uh, I don't know, but like Cassie said, if you still just want to watch it, you'll watch it. Um, but at some point, you'll be like, "What is this?" <laughs> um, and any no, go, go ahead. Oh, sorry. It's just you got to stay up really late at night, and you have to be. It, you know what I mean? Like, you gotta, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. you gotta be tired. <laughs> um, <laughs> probably true. Um, like for me, like with Sailor Moon, like the '90s run, like they released the the anime at the same time the manga was being uh, written, and like Dumb. the dream arc, which which was which was the fourth um, arc, it's filled with so much film. <laughs> like I I can barely watch it sometimes, but I love it. But I'm just like, <laughs> what am I watching? I don't know. It's just, um, like I said, it's good and bad for me. So, I don't know. I think it depends, in my opinion, on the medium, right? Mm. Or at least a little bit. Like, if I, uh, and I hate to bring this up, but it was my first example of seeing it in live action, like with Smallville. Um, they had filler episodes, whether people realize it or not. Especially, they're very noticeable. Those first, first three seasons, I'd say, when they were in high school, you could tell when they deviated from like whatever the main plot was between Clark and Lex Luthor, and it'd just be like a real, you know, freak of the week type of uh, episode. <laughs> freak of the and, week. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, here's this thing. Um, That's what Tyler infected Moon with did, Kryptonite. That's the yeah. Better than that shale in the 90s. <laughs> but it, it kind of worked because by the end, you at least, and even sometimes sprinkle throughout an episode, you get some um, plot points that you could tell, oh, okay, this might mean something later. Even though it, it in the grand scheme, it doesn't, but it's kind of like, they make you feel like it matters. Hmm? Gives you something to chew on. Yeah, it gave you something to chew on and it made me kind of think about. But for animation, man, they're just, <laughs> they're straightforward with it, right? Like, hey, <laughs> this has nothing to do with nothing. Here you go. <laughs> and I'm just like, Ugh. this just really just kills the whole vibe of what the series represents. And that's what I think ultimately ruined Bleach, which wound up being 75% filler. But anyway, uh yeah, I think it just depends on the medium if it can be in a movies? series. Movies? Yeah, like filler of movies. Is there Even filler of movies? Yeah, there's tons of filler of movies where they're just eating up time to waste time. Um You know what? I actually got a little bit of that in Endgame for Avengers. Yeah. I felt like I was oh, this actually feels like filler for the first time in the whole whatever twenty movie run. Well, like, but yeah. you won't notice because it feels like, you know, just the silly gag. But when yeah. characters are sitting around, like, and talking, 
like for no like not about anything but they're kind of just jokey joking around that's filler that's filler baby <laughs> was that like when hulk and captain america and black widow were in the diner they're all just sidebarring yeah that's yeah it's like you could just ask them to recruit but they made it like a whole almost 10 minute scene felt like and the kids came in and took the picture I'm like what is this <laughs> Filler, baby. That was filler. Somebody but, didn't chop ugh. it up on the editing like board, and it, that's what you get. Katie, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Yeah, it, in a movie, movies. if it's if it's edited correctly, it shouldn't feel like filler. Like you still need Lord of the Rings. <laughs> you still need those beats between the action, but you shouldn't feel, you shouldn't feel like it's lagging and like they they are just eating up time, even if they are. Like, if it's cut intelligently, it shouldn't feel like you're just wasting time. Exactly. But sometimes movies don't cut enough correctly. Is it possible to have filler in a horror movie? Like, absolutely. Like, those scenes where they're, like, walking down the hall in slow motion, and it's just a jump scare and it doesn't mean anything. Like five minutes walking down a hall to be scared by a cat that is absolutely that I hate that so much mm-hmm. really yeah I always thought that was um I always thought that was goes towards building the tension for the viewer Off. no how does that build tension that cuts it next time you see her walking down a hallway like that you're just gonna be yeah. like oh it's just another cat you know, or you're expecting it to be a jump scare now because you know. Yeah, it just makes me angry angry. because I'm like, that's nothing. You're wasting my time. Heighten the stake. (laughs) True, true, true. Wow. All right. Very interesting opinions on today's episode. Amanda, any last words? Uh, no. Does anyone have any final thoughts? Uh, yeah. Undertale is a good game and it has good music. And your opinion is invalid if you think otherwise. L O L. That's cringe, Matt. You can't say that. That's that's what Matt is. That's what he is. Oh. <laughs> cringe machine. Amanda with the haymaker. It's alright. I'm a little cringy uh. too. Be like, oh, you can't be cringy because I am. I embrace okay. it. It's a Gemini trait. It's a Gemini trait. Whoa, okay. Why are we putting me like all all the way out there? That's personal business. Um, okay. I'm <laughs> um, just kidding, everybody. But, um, anybody else before we go? Thanks for having me back. Of course. Yeah. Having oh, you back. Pleasure. You're part of the crew. Stop Thanks. it. <laughs> All this having you back whenever you want to get on, you're welcome. Absolutely. I do have one thing to say. Oh. Um, Anchor has this thing where you can send us voice messages. So oh. we do have the link. It's in the description. If you want to give us feedback or have topic ideas, you can bring it. We're ready. <laughs> Use the link. And if you want to tell me that I'm your favorite and that <laughs> uh, you miss me, you can do that. But if you don't have that opinion, don't say anything because I don't want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Please be kind if you decide to use it. Oh my goodness. I, I'm 
gonna cry. I don't have thick skin. <laughs> yes, you do. I'm sensitive. You can't do this to me. I'm a Capricorn. Stop. Yes. Wait, that's what that means? Oh, I didn't even know that. Okay. Well, actually, well, no, I, I won't get into any Zodiac stuff today. <laughs> Make a separate podcast for that, Amanda. Because oh, I know you could go on forever. I can bring forever. it up as a topic. It could be a random topic one day. Well, we are the podcast where all fandoms collide. Right. So this is true. Wait, um, <laughs> is sign reading a fandom or is it a religion? In follow-up question, are religions oh, fandoms? Oh. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Unpopular opinion. <laughs> <laughs> that is deep. The Christian <laughs> fandom? <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Well, Which we are the, the podcast where all fandoms collide. That's all I'm going to keep saying. About it, it was the original fandom. <laughs> like, bro. <laughs> deep state. Bro. bro. <laughs> when you really think about it. Bro. <laughs> right, and I should say it. <laughs> Actually, no, wouldn't it be? I thought Greek mythology was first, though. Oh, yeah, and then they burned it to the ground because they didn't agree with it because it made too much sense. But yeah. before that, I think, you know, the Chinese and, and there was African mythology. That, <laughs> the, okay, we're turning to a history course now. Let me stop. Uh, check out Young Justice Season 1 through one through uh, 3 on HBO Max. Please don't pirate. Oh, we're plugging stuff? We're plugging um, stuff. Especially you, Pasta, I promise you. That first episode hooks you I in. I got no HBO Max, but I'll bother my father about it. There, there <laughs> you go. Uh, all I did was I just paid for. Oops, I probably shouldn't say this. All right, I paid for like the first month, and then I canceled. Good for you. Yeah, but I'm probably going to like get it back. So, because now I'm kind of. Um, explore media that you think that you'll enjoy, and if you like it, keep going. And if you don't like it keep going still because hating something is just as fun as liking something <laughs> you can learn a lot about yourself don't shy away from things that you dislike unless it's like really triggering in which case you should take a little break and maybe talk to mm-hmm. very wise words the word of the week is deleterious okay. yeah mm-hmm. like I feel deleterious. What's that word mean? <laughs> it means you're bad. Yeah, I do. I do feel deleterious. I was right. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Well, thank you to all our listeners for tuning in to another awesome episode of Season 2, Relatively Speaking, the podcast where all fandoms collide. Uh Please tune in next time, and we'll see you then. Peace. Bye. Bye. Later. Later days.